0: Welcome to episode 53. I'm your host, mind body coach and pain relief specialist, Molly Jager. Hey guys, how's it going? How are you today? I am having a catch-up day. Catch-up day not so much in items on my to-do list, although that is happening. I am recording this podcast 1 day later than I would like to and about four hours (laughs) later (laughs) than I would like to or had thought that I might. Um, However, what I really mean is I'm having a a catch-up day in the sense that my body is telling me that I need to slow down so that it can catch up with its um, energy, with what I'm trying to accomplish. The amazing thing is about these kinds of catch up days is that they are really healing for my brain and for my understanding because it's not so much that I have to crash, right? I don't really have these crash days so much anymore. It's more like, oh, you don't have to work at the same pace, right? You're pacing can be different and when your body requires your pacing to be different that's when you change your pacing for the most part if our body was happy to go as fast as our minds (laughs) or as fast as we as fast as I should say as fast as our uh, anxiety (laughs) then we could just keep plugging along but it can't it's like hey guess what there's another pace of life. Let's visit it. What I find that's so interesting is on these days, it's not that I get less done. It's that my internal rhythm changes. I take more breaks, I'm more focused, and I'm more,, mm, I'm more calm in myself. And as a human being, who experiences life and all the variety that it comes in, these are the different kinds of days that we can have, right? As a pain relief specialist, as a nervous system expert, it doesn't mean that I don't also have, you know, that I get to bypass the human experience or something like this. If only, right? Because when I started my training, I think I probably somewhere in the back of my mind imagined that was possible, whether I was aware of it or not, like if I just learn all this stuff, right? We think if we just learned enough, we could bypass all the difficult stuff, right? (laughs) Alas, 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 alas. You know, I was thinking the other day that learning, most learning that we have is like in hindsight. In fact, I would go so far as to say 100% of learning is in hindsight. Even the things that we feel that we're learning in the moment, it's really an experience that we just had that's then providing. Uh, once we filter through the information, even if it's really quickly, uh, then we come to some understanding or some awareness, right? So it's really through the process of I was going to say struggling or challenge, right? It's through the challenge that we learn. Unfortunately, the challenge experience isn't always fun. It's not always enjoyable when you're in the midst of the challenge, right? But it is true that the more that you learn about these concepts, the more that you learn about yourself and about how your nervous system works and about how you work uniquely, the sort of more fluid you can be through these challenging experiences, the more flexible and adaptable you can be no matter what. And I feel like I'm curious to know where you're at are at in your stage of life, Um, I'd love to know if you want to reach out and share with me. But I feel like at this point in my life that I will experience many more struggles, but I also feel that I have a level of awareness and kind of collection of tools at my fingertips that I will never be bereft of my personal agency or even... Access to my creativity, to my creative potential, my creative brain. Um, And I would love for everyone to feel like they can reach that point. That's really my dream is to imagine and provide whatever support I can to help you reach that point in your life where you feel like, okay, um, I am ready for what life has to bring and some of it I know is going to be difficult and some of it I know is going to be fun and enjoyable. Either way, I have what I need to move through it. And that that seems like a wonderful place to be. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily mean that when you're in the midst of a challenge, you're going to enjoy it, unfortunately. But maybe. I don't know. I've had migraines that I've enjoyed, like, which sounds bonkers, I know, to some people. Um, but I have enjoyed the experience of finding some really uh, p- some deep sources of power in those really challenging places. I mean, it has been incredibly enjoyable. So even that's possible too. Who knows? So today I am going to just talk a little bit about why and how pain is psychological. That's right. I would say, uh, I it's okay, look, I can't put a percentage on this. I want to say pain is like 99% psychological, but that is not based in fact or research. I just know that a, a large portion is. And in fact, we can't, we could never really parse the different uh, facets of the experience of The sensation of pain and really parse them down to these finite numbers, right? Uh, It's all variable, but so much of pain is psychological. And I want to share a little anecdote that will help you to understand what I mean when I say that. Because when you hear someone say pain is psychological and you're experiencing pain, the first thing that your brain goes to is that it, you know, it feels like the the idea pain is psychological or that sentence is challenging or threatening your experience like saying that your pain isn't real and of course I'm not saying that at all but it still feels like that you know when you're saying pain is psychological and it's only because it's only because it's not clear yet in your mind how pain is psychological and what it means to call pain psychological but understanding this can really really help you to get a grip on it or get that agency to to have access to that agency and that creative part of your brain and use it for your benefit to minimize reduce and soothe yourself in the moments when you have pain So stick with me and I'll give you a few examples that I know you will be able to relate to. All right. So when I say pain is psychological, I'm partly just going off of the research. We know that pain is literally a signal in your nervous system and uh, that it is not in the place where it hurts, right? It's the signal that's being created by your nervous system and registered in your brain. And so psychological is not maybe the best term. Neurological would be more appropriate in that sense. But I'm going to say psychological, I should say like psychological slash neurological really because I'm including on purpose how you think about it. Because how you think about it affects how you feel it right? And we usually think of thinking and thought in the realm of our psychology. So I've talked about this a little bit in earlier episodes, so you might recognize some of it. But the way that you work as a human, the way that you function is that your movement takes place in your nervous system first, and then secondly, in your muscular system. And When you go to move, by the time you actually start the movement, the movement has already been said and done as far as your nervous system is concerned. Your nervous system creates the signals that then allow the movement to happen or that signal the move, the muscles to move in a certain way. So you could say that all movement begins in the mind. In some ways, it begins with a vision, right, of what you want or what you want to do, and for example, lift a fork to your mouth, right? So that the execution of the movement is really kind of an afterthought in that sense. And have you ever had this experience where you know something is going to hurt if you do it in a certain way, and that sometimes it's almost like you move in that way to like confirm your belief that it's going to (laughs) hurt i swear this is so true all the time if you ask anybody who has pain in their body they know exactly how to move and what to do in the way that will make whatever hurt hurt more like they know if i do this to this fraction of a degree uh to the left or to the right, it will hurt. (laughs) They don't necessarily know exactly what they're doing, but they, they can do it, right? We know what hurts and we can go there quickly. What we don't know is what doesn't hurt and how to move around what's painful. And that's what I want to talk a little bit more about in a moment. But this is one aspect of how pain is psychological. One aspect. Right? That when we anticipate something, we almost by accident create it. It's like, oh, I don't want to run into that light post. Don't run into the light post. Don't run into the light post. <laughs> and the next thing you know, we're like, well, how did I run into the light post? Right. I've talked about this before in the way of, you know, we you, you the ball goes where you throw it, where your focus is. or or your attention is, that's where your focus goes. And it's really true. Now, there's something that I want to, like a little caveat here, because one of the things that can happen when people hear this information, either for the first time or again, is that we can then get very concerned that if you're thinking about something, then there you're creating it, so therefore you can't or shouldn't be thinking about it. And this is where I want to draw a really super clear line and say that you cannot control the thoughts of your brain. And if you are afraid of something, and if you are afraid of creating something, you better believe that your brain is going to think about that thing. And that's okay. That's not what creates the problem or the pain or the issue. Thinking about it isn't what creates it. Here's what creates it. Thinking about it and trying not to think about it. It's the resistance, it's the trying not to think about it that creates it, ironically. Because when you try not to think about it, you are like in a very roundabout way, focusing on it. It becomes the center of your focus. It's like trying to keep a beach ball underwater. It's exhausting and not very fun unless you're playing a game and you know it's not going to last very long. (laughs) But if it goes on and on and on and you don't have any other strategies, Uh, there's no way that you can go about your life and swim around the pool because the only way that that beach ball is ever going to stay underwater, that beach ball full of air, is if you keep holding it down. So it's not that the beach ball is there or that the thoughts are there. That's not the problem. In this instance, the problem is whether or not it's your focus or whether or not you can simply allow it to be there, present, okay, and then move on with other thoughts and areas where you want to focus your attention. It's a very subtle difference. The When you focus or when you avoid something, you give yourself, you very subtly communicate that there's a reason why you don't want to think it or feel it or that it's not good. And... When you allow it to be there, you give the subtle message to your nervous system that it's okay if that thing is there. It's really not an issue. So it's okay if all these thoughts are there. It's really not an issue. Let me give you an example. Um, I recently, within the past year, went through a period where a lot of things were coming up. A lot of things. It was a really transitional moment in my life. And one of the things that kept coming up was I hate myself. And I kept having this thought, I hate myself, I hate myself, I hate myself. And, you know, in my life before, I'm sure if I had ever thought something like that, I would have found it either devastating or just really horrible. Like, I don't want to think that. And in this new experience, through this process of self-awareness and, you know, just being present with, with whatever, it was like, oh, that's interesting. My brain is offering up, I hate myself. <laughs> I know that's like, why would you laugh at that? But it, it's, it was just interesting to me in that moment. And I realized how profoundly that I could have this seemingly deeply, um, uh, negative, statement in my head and then it could have zero impact on my the quality of my life it was like and as my friend in the UK would say it didn't touch the sides does anybody know that term it doesn't touch the sides (laughs) mall I really need to work on her accent if I'm going to be doing it on podcasts because that was terrible but um It was fine. And it was kind of a revelation to me like, oh, if I can think that and feel fine about it, then I can think anything and there's no problem. I don't have to control my thoughts anymore. I don't have to control my brain. Wow. It was so freeing, right? So the thought I hate myself became a moment of liberation for me. Isn't that weird? But this is what I mean when I talk about that subtle difference. So it's not that the thought was there. It's that, am I going to fight the thought? Am I going to be afraid of the thought? Am I going to resist the thought? Or am I just going to let it float through? And if I have time, I might, and interest, I might dive into it and explore it through these tools and strategies. Or I might not. I might just do the work that I need to do that day, that I want to get done that day. And the, that thought can be there and it doesn't have to detract at all from my work or my interest or my sense of confidence, right? So that's a little digression there just to explain that um, differentiation between a thought, having a thought and Resisting a thought, (laughs) having a thought about a thought, right? Okay, and then let's go back to how pain is psychological and what you can do, because I love telling you some ideas for what you can do to put this into practice so you can start to play with it and develop it. Now, this will be different for different kinds of manifestations of pain. Like it'll be different for a headache than it would be for joint pain, right? But if you're, the best way to explore this, but I'll give you some other ideas, but one of the easiest ways to explore this is any kind of movement that you think is gonna be painful or that seems to trigger a little bit of a flare, any kind of a movement. And this could be a movement that you have in your mind or that you've experienced that you suspect or that you know, because you've experienced it so many times, there's not a doubt in your mind. Um, or it could just be the next time you're moving around and you're like, oh, that hurt. Could I do that same movement without hurting? And this is what I want to offer you. So what you know is what hurts, right? That's, like in the zone of, this is what I know. But what you don't know is what doesn't. And that's where we want to explore, right? That's where we want to put our attention, that realm of possibility. So one simple way to explore this in the context of a movement is to do the movement slowly slowly, slowly, so much slower than you think and begin, just begin. And I would even start with just envisioning the movement, like getting into the position, for example, if it's sitting down to getting up or lying down to getting up or something like this, just begin envisioning how you're going to do it and what it feels like as you start to do it. Does, do you start to feel a kind of little rise of anxiety? a little subtle sensation of fear and that's information to then take step back and begin again and each time you gather more information but you never go through the point where you just push through into the next part of the movement and push through the pain you always come up to that kind of threshold and take a step back and recalibrate, right? And one of the ways that you can recalibrate is with the soft exhale. So that the next time you go to do the movement, you begin with a soft exhale and then you start to move, right? This is one of the best tools that I, most easy, accessible tools that I offer called the soft exhale. Every time you feel like pain is coming on or you're about to do something that you think is going to be painful, start with a soft exhale and see if your body can't find a pathway through that is less painful or not painful at all. Yeah? So I'll give you an example. I was working with a client the other day and they did a movement and came up out of it and was like, oh, see, now there I have pain. I'm worried about doing garden work because I think it's going to be really painful, getting down and coming up, twisting, all these sort of things. It didn't even occur to them that it would be possible to do these movements without pain, right? They had a belief that was psychological and without an intervention, they were going to continue to experience that belief as their reality. So we went back and we did a movement that is something that they do when their gardening, bending over and explored the possibility of coming up back to standing uh, in this way that I just described slowly kind of going back and forth and forth through different stages of the movement slowly, softly breathing and little by little actually pretty quickly they were able to do the whole movement without any pain. And that was like a big aha moment, like, wow, it's possible. And that's where you start. That's like, okay, I've laid down one marker in this realm of possibility. Let's see what else is there. Let's see what else I can bring into it. So this is the this is the unknown space. This is the place that's in shadow. When we've been living in pain for a long time, the thing that we know is pain. The thing that we don't know so well is pain, relief from pain or no pain. And ironically, because we know it, we know how to create it. We keep creating it. So it's up to you through your journey, through your process to figure out how can I create less pain? Where is that? What happens in my body when that happens? And pay attention to that and to those subtle details. So we're talking about movement, but all of the movement that we're talking about is really in the realm of the neurological preparation, right? How you're thinking about it, what you're expecting, and then recalibrating using things like breath, choosing to use a soft exhale, choosing to explore. This is all psychological, right? This isn't physical. It's psychological into the physical. Okay. One last thing I wanna offer, just a little variation on this, is when the pain, well, two things. Number one, don't get discouraged if it doesn't work right away. Don't get discouraged if it's difficult, because guess what? It's probably gonna be challenging for your nervous system. It's probably gonna be, it's like walking in the dark, right, like finding your footing that's okay. That's a part of the process. You don't have to enjoy it. You don't have to relish it. But I recommend that the softer and easier and lighter you can be with yourself, the more you the more you will find, the more your body and the experience will open up for you. So just a few principles to consider as you go about this kind of exploration is that number one, the Three places where people tend to carry the most tension that obstructs the flow of movement in their body and creates pain are in, we tend to overwork in these places in our thighs, in our shoulders and in the muscles of our jaw and face, right? People do all kinds of things with their face (laughs) when they're trying to like figure out a problem. So thighs, shoulders, and in the area of your jaw and face. And all of those muscles have, you know, connect to other muscles and have an impact. So when you're doing this kind of exploration, These are the areas that you want to check in with. Am I doing a lot of work in my thighs? Are my shoulders trying to lift me up instead of my legs? Am I squeezing the, you know, muscles between my eyebrows in a deep furrow trying to make this happen or pursing my lips, right? These kinds of things. And the other thing is to... Feel the presence of the surfaces beneath you, like that this helps to ground your nervous system and for your skeleton just to sense your nervous system, to sense where you are in space. It's so grounding and it creates more of a sense of safety internally to have that connection through your skeleton and gravity to something solid, to the foundation of a bed or a chair or the floor or whatever it is. Bring your attention there and invite yourself or ask yourself, how can I use this connection? Do I feel supported? Do I feel clearly my feet on the floor? And once you kind of establish those points of contact, that can also really help in this exploration. So looking around for where you're over-efforting and particularly in your thighs, shoulders, and face. And then also, am I trying to do this without first being grounded and connected to some surface below me and really finding support there? Okay, one last piece that I want to offer for symptoms and manifestations that are not like... In your joints or physical in that way but that are more like a headache or dizziness or you know some kind of feeling in your gut or even like the quality of your thinking if you're having anxious uh, feelings in your chest or in your mind and areas like this in your body and how you can use this idea in relation to those kinds of manifestations So while what's creating a lot of this may be psychological in nature or neurological, the way out is really through the body, is really through that somatic presence or that somatic neurology, the part of your nervous system that is interwoven with your physical body. Now, the only psychological piece to this is the question or the willingness to explore in this way to be open to this realm where knowledge is not in the light where it's in the shadow where it's not available to you yet that's the only psychological piece of this and then that takes you that that willingness to be open then takes you into a place of exploration or curiosity or uh, movement to then, you know, understand what it is that you don't yet know. And this is the kind of exploration that I have taken myself through and many, many people to understand that, to say with complete confidence that anytime you have pain, 100% there is excess tension, 100% there is tension in response to the pain and there is tension underlying the pain always 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 if there was no tension if the movement was just flowing freely through you not just your muscular movement but the energy and the your breath and your circulation and your digestion and all of this stuff were just flowing your emotional life was in flow then there wouldn't be pain. And this is where I want to just pause really quick and say, this is why pain is not a bad thing. Because pain is what brings us close to these parts of ourself and into the place where we can get to know something about who we are and what the heck is going on in there. (laughs) So through this idea, what I want to offer you is that you can do this same process of exploration that I just described. But in particular, with areas of move, areas of your body that you know or suspect carry a lot of tension. And this is one a massive layer of the route to pain relief, of the route to sustainable, lasting belief. Because as you explore, so for example, um, this is how I made a migraine go away—a raging, gnarly migraine this summer. Is one very important part of it was to really tend to the tension in my neck and my shoulders, and you know I have my own ways of doing that, and ways that I find extremely effective that I'd share with my clients. So if this is something that you're like really want to explore and you're listening to me going, I have no idea what she's talking about, then, um, you know, please reach out to me and let's talk about, uh, let's talk about working together. But to explore these areas of your body and the more that you can release the tension, the more the pain will resolve itself. So, at the beginning sometimes when you reduce tension you f- a layer of tension the pain will become sharper or stronger in the sense that you will feel it more clearly it's not that the pain is getting worse it's just that you're feeling it more because the tension is there because it dulls the pain. It kind of numbs it. It's one of your body's strategies to help you dull and numb pain in the moment, but it's not really helping in the long run. So as you go through this process and ease the tension, what you'll feel more purely is the pain itself. And then the next level is easing the tension underneath that pain. And it's a physical, bodily, somatic process where you're really working with your muscles. And the best way to do it is in a relaxed position. So I lie down on the floor rather than sitting up, right? Not always, but generally speaking, especially if it's really high levels of pain, I lie down on the floor so I can really release my body and my weight to the floor. And once you start to experience this process, imagine like essentially what you're doing here is you're laying down neural pathways in this shadow land of relief, where the relief is. And you're bringing light into this space where it's been previously unknown. You're laying down new neural pathways, new tracks in new territory. In your mind and in your body and believe me once you find something that works because it feels good that's what I mean by works you will note it you will feel it and you will note it and you will carry it with you without having to try. You will just have it, it will be available. This is how I resolved my long-standing back pain. This is how I resolved my knee pain going down hills. Uh, and this is how I resolved my migraines. And it's so it's not the, the muscles that did it, it's the thought, it's the thought that maybe there's something else possible Maybe if I explore, I can find it. And then going through that process and creating a transformation in my brain, in my neural pathways that then manifests or becomes real or uh, present in my physical body. Yeah? So the idea that pain is psychological is in no way suggesting that pain isn't real. It's just trying to understand or more accurately understanding the nature, the biological nature of pain and how to relate to it in such a way that gives you agency or more awareness. The one thing that I want to end with, I think that is starting to evolve that I want to really speak to before I leave you is that this is the process. And this doesn't mean I think every time somebody relates something that they've been to, there's this potential for it to feel like, oh, I'm not there yet or I haven't done that or feel like there's something lacking. I know that happens to me when I listen to something or some podcast where somebody's achieved something that I'm striving for, like that I feel like, oh, I'm I've missed it. I'm not doing it right. Or Okay, how can I do that? And I get very focused. My brain wants to try and solve that really quick. And I can feel instead of it being a positive opportunity, it becomes like a way for me to criticize myself. So I just want to offer that what I'm talking about here is just part of the ongoing process that each person has to maneuver through when you're going through your own pain journey when you're going through your own journey of life and you know figuring out how life works for you and how you work with life so the main thing i think that's important for you to draw out of this like if you understand what i described with moving slowly and using a soft exhale and exploring movement then please feel free to do that but if that's a little bit too far outside your comfort zone or what you're familiar with, you can still use these principles to explore in your own way. So the principle or the idea that there's this area of possibility in your nervous system that is waiting to be explored, right? And the way to move toward it is in the energy of a soft exhale, not with force and push, but with, okay, how can I softly ease myself into this space, into this area, into these ideas? That there's a possibility here that what I think or what I believe to be true about my situation may not be. So how can I explore other ideas? How can I explore other possibilities? So begins with being okay with what's present and then opening up to what might become present for you that's really the underlying piece that I want to share with you today and that sometimes the way into that is through being kind of close intimate and gentle with your physical body yeah that's all those are those are the kind of details I think that are the big ones that are going to have the most value for you um, from this podcast. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that you found it valuable. And I can't wait to talk to you more next week. I'll see you soon. Hey guys, thanks for listening this week. If you like the episode, please share it with the people. Share it with your family, share it with your friends, who you think might benefit. And if you are in the mind-body world and in Facebook groups where people are searching for support and information, that's a great place to share an episode if you feel uh, inspired to do so. I know that my kind of take on the mind, body, whatever it is, thing, (laughs) is a little bit unique and that many people have found this kind of different perspective very helpful in adding to all the wonderful things that are out there so please do share and let's you know spread the information as much as we can also if you are stuck in your situation and you're hoping to get support reach out to me I would love to have a conversation with you we can talk about what that looks like and find out if working together would be a good option for you. The way to do that is to click the link in the show notes of this episode below, or you can always reach out to me at molly at move to That's move to nourish.com. You can visit my website, www.movetonourish.com. Come check out me to come check out me. <laughs> Check out, hang out with me on Instagram. I'm having some fun over there and I want to hang out with you. So come on over to Instagram and that's at move to nourish with the number two and we can connect over there. I would love to see you on that place, in that space. If you're already there, if you're not, don't come on. (laughs) Do something else with your life. All right. If you are, let's hang out there. Let's hang out on Instagram. All right. Have a wonderful week.